The revolution will not be televised. The revolution is here. This is tracks. I'm Tim. And I'm Harry. And that was really loud. <laughs> I'm looking at the levels like, what? Harry's panicking because he thinks I've peaked, but I haven't. I've got so much more energy for the rest of this episode. This is episode number 46. Yes. Welcome back to our land, our lair, our studio. Um, the lights dimmed. They are really dimmed. <laughs> Harry had a little... Uh, we've been recording in this studio for a year, guys, and... Today was the first time that Harry learned that we had a dimmer switch. Yeah. And he was, and I was so like, oh excited. Oh my god, turn it down. <laughs> Why haven't we been doing this all the time? Now it's a real studio. Yeah. Uh, so just imagine the ambiance that we've got going here. It's beautiful. Uh, low lights, beers in ice, um, <laughs> and brains bulging with excellent music to just deliver to you guys. Um, <laughs> As always, we're going to try and keep this bit a bit short and sweet, like Harry. And uh, <laughs> every week, <laughs> we are not opposed to reusing gags, listeners. <laughs> Never believe that we are. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. It means the world. This is a good one. Let's just get into it. What are we going to do? We're going to flip it. Flip it. We're going to flip reverse it. Flip reverse it. See you there. Shall we begin? Let's begin now. Alright mate. Hello. How's it going? It's going very swimmingly. Yeah? You look a little bit tired? Uh, Yeah, long one today. Long one. You know when I told you earlier I was up at seven, no up at six. Yeah. You know I forgot to tell you that I had previously been awake until three. Why? What were you doing? (laughs) Just being awake. Oh, just being nothing. you, you're yeah. not. You're a bit nocturnal, aren't you? Yeah, there was a. There was. I think my my kind of um, sleep cycle is all over the shop. Oh, it really. Sometimes is. I can sleep at eleven, and then I wake up at ten the next morning, or I'll just like go. My usual thing is go to bed at one, yep. wake up at seven. I mean, seven. There's no way you're up at seven. If I work. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I. Or, no, two or three actually. So it's funny know. because although. You know, rarely we spend the night together. It happens every now and then. Yeah. Because of WhatsApp and its many magical features, I kind of know, uh, first of all, when I get up in the morning and I'll like maybe send you a message, I know when you were up until, so it's yeah. like three, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I've, oh, yeah. got, I've got to wait like the next nine hours to get a reply to this. Yeah. And yeah, generally I don't hold my breath for a reply from you until lunchtime. That's, that's funny because when I, if I text you in the morning, I always assume you won't see it. Like if I'm re- if I'm up, sometimes I wake up at like six, like and I I probably go back to sleep. But I'll send I might send you a, like a reply from something, and I'll be like, he won't see that for a night. And then Bing, you're you're up. You seem to be up all the time. I'm constantly up, mate. The worst thing God. in my worst case of that was that um, I, it was a couple of months ago. I was uh, I had a meeting in London, so I was up early. I was up at like. Uh, Six, maybe like quarter past six, to go and get the train. Was it dark? It was dark. Yeah. It was really dark and cold. Um, but uh, my friend Dan texts me like at the time because he starts work really, really early. Yeah. And he assumed that I was still up from the night before instead of uh, just up early like a normal functioning he was like big night mate I was like what are you on about it's just a normal human day yeah 
<laughs> but that said a lot about people's perceptions of my lifestyle, that yeah, it's impossible have... that I could be up at six o'clock to go to work. I have known people that are up at six or something, like back in the day, back in the day, about two years ago, when I used to sometimes stay up until six or seven, I had serious problems. Um, I would see people up at six and be like, oh... You're up too, and I just woke up. Yeah. I went to bed at nine. Have, <laughs> have, go to sleep, you dick. Have you ever been at the train station waiting for a train home and like the business suit men arrive? No. That's bad. Is it? That's a bleak moment. They think they own the train though, don't they? Yeah, but you're like... <laughs> you're like burning in the morning sun. <laughs> like a, a wreck of a human being, and they're just like marching along. With the little suitcases. Yeah, briefcases. I meant that. Suitcases are off on holiday. <laughs> in the suit. Um, it's been a it's been a bit of a rocky week, in 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 good ways, bad. Well, no, not actually bad ways. It's just been a bit of a a bit of a sway. He's waving week. his arms, listeners. Yeah, it's been a bit of a wavy arm week. A d- uh, Daniel Sturridge week. Yeah, people can't see it, but yeah, I'm doing it. Um, anything fun happen with you? No, no, it's been rubbish. Yeah. Uh, although, week. although uh, you know, as this is a music podcast, I should point out I did a bit of karaoke this week. That was fun. What'd you go with? Uh, it was me, Dan, and Ben, both previous guests on the podcast. Would you have done it on your own? I have done karaoke previously on my own, yeah. but uh, this was, you know, King and Queen in Brighton. It's a sizable pub, Liverpool bar. Yeah, exactly. And Liverpool were playing that night as well, so it was a really Liverpool bar. Um, <laughs> But it's quite a big pub, and there was quite a yeah. lot of people like crowded around the stage as well, like unusually for karaoke in a pub. Normally, people are just kind of sat down, uh, not really paying that much attention. But I mean, not like an actual crowd, but like maybe twenty or thirty people were like stood around the stage. Yeah, almost certainly the biggest crowd Ben's ever played to. <laughs> 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 Sorry, mate. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like, I don't know if I would have held my nerve. On my own. Although, in the three, I definitely got a bit of, like, stage confidence. I danced a bit. Of course. I sort of bounced around. Were you in between them both? Uh, no, I was on the right wing. Okay. It would Unusually for me. Theory. You should have been in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should have been in the middle. I should have been on the left wing. Um, no, because I would have looked ridiculous in the middle. I, would have, I looked ridiculous no matter sense. where I was, to be honest. They're both giants, listeners. They are giant human beings. Um, did, uh, did, did everybody enjoy? Everyone enjoyed. Uh, we got an approval straight away from the like DJ man, who clearly hadn't been enjoying the musical night, because when he called us up, he was like, right, next we'll have Dan, Tim and Ben, finally a good song. And it was really? Like, yeah. Nice. Have I said what we did? No, you haven't. It was the Wanna Dies with You and Me song, because it's... Uh, kind of mine and Ben's anthem. Yes. It was always you and me, always and forever. Nice. It was good. That would have been, that would have been like a good vibe, wouldn't it? Yeah. That would have brought joy to the crowd. Although, I can't remember what went first, but the one before was like really upbeat. And like the person didn't have that good voice. That is though, isn't it? But it is, but it starts with like... Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Always when we fight, yeah. Like it starts quite mellow, and then when by the time you get to the chorus, yeah, and like people were singing along. Was there any like Wonderwall, and was there any like overplayed? To be honest, we were quite like. um, There were some bad ones before we went on, 
but we were quite like uh, Gallagher's. Do you think you did it well, though? I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm glad you didn't say yes or no. It's best that you just had the I tell you what, I've, I've done karaoke before and walked off and thought that was bad. Yeah. And I didn't walk off and think it was bad. Because you'd had fun. But I don't know necessarily that it was good either. Right. I think it was just passable. <laughs> I've had some passable... But also, I, I've got a feeling that in that particular venue they play a bit of the actual vocal underneath whereas sometimes you're just exposed yeah, they, on the track. Yeah. So it was uh we had a bit of like backing sing singing from the actual band. Um but yeah, I think we did an alright job. And then like I say we were we were a bit like uh Gallagheres, we kind of finished, went and got our coats and left. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> Cheers guys. See nice you later. One. See you next time. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, but we'd been there for quite a long time. It, we were we were thinking of leaving before they finally called us up. So. Were you watching the football? So you we were probably there. We were for watching like the two or three o'clock. No. What time was the game? Half seven, eight o'clock. Okay. So yeah, two or three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got there at like half six. Fair enough. Lovely. Uh, yeah. So that was a bit of a musical moment of my week. You know what? I don't think I've ever done like. I, I probably have actually. I'm, I can't think of the last time I did public karaoke. I don't know. I mean, the last time I did public karaoke was ages ago. There was the notorious Christmas Eve Eve of this year. Yeah. Where me and Ben got a karaoke booth just to ourselves and sang for like two hours. I think I told that story on the podcast, didn't I? Maybe. I don't know. I assume so. Yeah. That was fun. I I love a bit of karaoke. (laughs) Like, once I. I feel like the complete dread of like when you get called up in school to like read your like piece of work to the class. Like, when I'm that. When yeah. I'm walking to the stage, I feel that. But then when I'm on there, I quite like it. Yeah. I really quite like it. Get the buzz. Yeah. Yeah, that's performing, isn't it? It well, is scary before. What's your karaoke song of choice? Uh, it's funny you should ask. For some reason, I, I want to go Daniel Beddingfield. <laughs> I gotta get through this. Yeah. I gotta get through it. No, he used to, there's that, but he used to do this other one that was like a bit of a slower one. Oh. And I remember me and my mate Ben, we used to have a karaoke machine when we were younger. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I remember, remember you having it? a karaoke like machine. A yeah, that big was weird. Fucking box. Yeah, it was like a full-on like stereo it was system like, thing. Two tape players in it, and like, why did you have a karaoke machine? My mum, I think, just bought it for us. Excellent. Me and Jack used to make our own radio shows. Did you? Yeah, and well, we used well, to precursor yeah, to this. <laughs> no wonder he's limited. <laughs> we used to do. Uh, it's been replaced as we the used co-host. to do our own interviews though, and I would pretend to be other people. I remember once I did. I was Ali G. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what, what we were doing, but then we'd just stick a cassette in and play that and we'd listen to them back. It was great. I really? loved it. Yeah. Sounds fun. Turns out I've been wanting to do this my whole life and then didn't even know it. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember the Daniel Benningfield song. But uh, it's... Oh, it's going to really bug me. It is If You're Not The One. Oh my word, I remember oh, me and my mate singing that yes. in our lounge. Just, if you're not the one, then why is that? Does. Is this the same on the... I don't want to run away, but I can take it. I don't understand. If I'm not made for you, then why does my heart tell me that I am? Yeah, I'm not going to even try it. I'm amazed that I got that far in yeah. terms of the lyrics, though. That's been like 15 years. They're just those like weird that. songs, aren't they, that are just like ingrained in your mind. Yeah. Like, you'll never forget those words. <laughs> like, we didn't. Like, we searched through it, we played a tiny little bit, like the first line of the verse. <laughs> and all of a sudden, we're like, I don't want to run away. 
he didn't even play the chorus. He just yeah. knew it. No. Shit. Yeah. That. That. Oh, I, it would kill whatever mood everyone was in. But I would. I would sing that. Yeah. Although it's a good. I mean, we're recording on a Thursday. That's a full-on throwback Thursday. That. Yeah. People would love it. I think. Yeah. Let's do that. Um. Should we get into our highlights, Tim? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. yeah. I, I want you to go first because I feel like I always do. Yeah, because you do. Because yeah. I always. The one teeing it up. Okay. I will go first. Lovely. What are you bringing to show and tell, Tim? I am bringing some lo-fi, garagey, indie pop. Really? Can you believe it? From you. But this is really, 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 really good version of it. Is it really good? Yeah. This is like, um, you know, we've talked many times before about those songs that you kind of listen to once or twice and then you just can't stop listening to and you listen to it on a loop. And, like, I don't know if I've uh, done that with a song as much as I have with this one since, like, uh, maybe A Thousand Times by Hamilton Lighthouser. Maybe even The Road by The Big Moon. Like, this really... Today, especially, I've just been listening to this on a loop. I love it. It's by a band called Snail Mail. Right. Who are from Baltimore. Baltimore. Which, uh, you know, as silly little Brits, uh, basically, the only reason I know of Baltimore is because of cereal. Cereal. Yeah. Yeah. It is Eastern America. Yep. Below some, below New York, but quite far from New York. Yeah. I feel like just being like, is it near Leakin Park? (laughs) (laughs) Is it near Heyman's body? (laughs) Um... Did Adnan actually record this song? <laughs> Baltimore. Yeah, it's it's on that side yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, but it's just this kind of brilliantly kind of... It's got like a suburban kind of uh, disenfranchised kind of frustration to it, I think. It kind of... In some ways it reminds me, although it's nothing like it, it reminds me a bit of like um, Teenage Kicks in that like mm. it's quite like a teenage frustrated song. And this band are all still in high school. Like they, really? They're like getting offered shows, places, and they're like... Did you show me this? Have you no, shown me you this? haven't heard this oh, yet, okay. I don't think. So I was reading an interview earlier with the singer Lindsay Jordan and she was saying that like uh, her... Teachers at school are very understanding, so they get to go and like play some shows like in the middle of the week, and they've like missed bits of school, but they've had to like turn down some really big, exciting gigs mm. um, because they have to go back to school and do maths. Yeah, uh, they're on tour with priests at the moment, um, and I don't know what. Age, sorry, what age? I don't really. I've, I'll never get schools, like especially grade six or whatever. Like, what, what's the thing? Bart Simpson is always. Like, is it grade? I think basically, it, I think it's quite simple in that... Is it? I don't know about, like, the grades, like, when they leave, like, uh, elementary school or whatever. You know, American listeners tell us what the hell's going on because we're confused. <laughs> but I think their school goes to the end of our college. Yeah. So... Yeah, because I... In Jake, Jake and Amir talked about it recently. And yeah. They, they knew that at college is the last few years of school, is Yeah. So, like... Uh, if they're in, like, one of their last years in high school, they're basically college age. So, like, 17, 16, 17. So these guys are still at high school? Yeah, very much still at high school. So uh, compulsory education. Yeah, really young. Yeah. But 
brilliant. And um, maybe do I play it and then we talk? Or yeah, I want to know if there's like kind of youth aspects of the the. Way there's a lot of youth, and... and so there's a couple of things to kind of look out for before we listen to it. One, I think, in terms of lyrical content, it's very kind of honest and open, mm. and um, you know all those things I really love. I also really love the the vocal itself. There's kind of um, it feels like a little bit echoey and like a little bit distant, and like I don't know if it's kind of deliberate in terms of she's kind of talking about just feeling just down and like oh, basically just oh about kid. like yeah. about like this sort of her situation, um, and it feels like almost like the it's very atmospheric instrumental that kind of really conjures up those kind of suburban scenes. And then yeah. the fact that the vocal sounds quite removed from it, I don't know if that's deliberate, like trying to say like, I'm kind of, I'm sort of slowly moving away from this and I feel like I'm ready for something else. Or I don't know if it's just kind of a, a coincidental thing, but it all feels like it really kind of builds together to make this really cool kind of mix. So after saying things like, I want to spend the entire year just face down and on my own time, I want to waste mine. It's like this kind of, yeah, just feeling like, I think we've both felt it many times where you're just like, oh my God, I just can't be bothered. But then at the end, uh, she says, sort of repeatedly, she says, I don't think anything's wrong. And it's like, uh, again, it's kind of, I think, alluding to what uh, life just in normal towns and normal places is like. It's like, we all feel this kind of, uh, irritation and frustration with what our situation sometimes but uh, it's just kind of normal and there's kind of an acceptance of that as well so I think not only do I just love the song anyway but for someone so young to be kind of uh, building up all these layers in a really cool track and like actually saying something quite uh, insightful mm. I just think it's amazing yeah. um, so I'm going to play it it's called Thinning and it's by Snail Mail Snail Mail with Thinning. Your first listen to that song. Um, what did you think? I enjoyed... Do you know what it reminded me of? Um, sometimes I enjoy hearing that kind of... Almost like they've practised in a room and recorded it on a phone yep. kind of thing. Like it's, it's better than that. But it reminds me of... You know bands that you've liked for seven or eight years and you, you, you love them so much that you go back to all their early, early stuff. Yep. And they've always got a little EP that's just that kind of level I mean, of yeah. like production. I mean, yeah, I think be very. I would, I agree with you, but I would be very specific about when you say level. I think you mean production values rather than. I've, I've said of production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very lo-fi, and I yeah. think partly that is just kind of that kind of sound, you know. Yeah, and it's how you know, it's how bands start. They, they have to they have to do that, but it, yeah. it, but it's also got like a folky kind of edge to it as well that I think does yeah. kind of if that. If you recorded that song and tried to make it too glossy, you would lose the charm of it. So, of course, yeah. Especially as a young band that is trying to portray the experience of a young person. Yeah, exactly. It, 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 it feels more like attainable, doesn't it? In terms yeah. of like, you know, 
that is the image that you have of like um, you know, in a garage or you know yeah. just in some any space you can find to rehearse um, but yeah I really love it and I think the more you listen to it you'll uh, really grow to love it too sweet snail mail from Baltimore <laughs> Baltimore yeah lovely so that was my highlight of the week what was yours so mine is one that I've wanted to talk about for a while uh, you alluded to it a few weeks ago, right? We did. It, rhy- it rhymes with panther. Yeah. Um, so, Sampha. By this time, by the time you're listening to this, he released an album last Friday. But also, while you're still recording it now, you're still illegal of having heard it. Technically. I mean... <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he, the, the album kind of leaked online uh, quite a long time before the release. It's quite... It must be three weeks ago now by this point. Two two weeks. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, because I remember, I think when I read that it was meant to come out, it was around the thirteenth or fourteenth of February. So I thought that's that's a long time, but mm. it looks like they kind of maybe brought it forward. But yeah, it's been streamed everywhere. It's, it's all over everything. So I I got it. I've been listening to it constantly. Um, like you said with this one, it's something you keep repeating. This is um. An album that currently, because of how I've taken to it and how much... I was quite anticipating this album, but um, I didn't think, or I didn't know I would enjoy it as much as I have. It's, it's. I said to you that, that kind of, after two or three listens, I, I said, this is maybe the best thing I've heard since... I would say Blonde. I think the best thing I heard... Let's say Blonde was my favourite thing of last year. And then Childish Gambino brought his album out. And that was the, the next favourite thing I've heard. Yeah. This is the next. And I, I think this is going to be a contender for... Maybe Mercury Prize, the next one. Certainly. Possibly so, winner. I, I would imagine on the shortlist. Yeah. I mean, I've, I'm, I'm coming from this and I've heard like four songs from it. Yeah, I really, really, really advise you listen to it because I, yeah. I know you'd like. You've heard a few songs, haven't yes, you? I like to act in uh, good faith of the law, <laughs> so I'll wait until tomorrow to listen. You to just it. can't. I, it's on the drive. Yeah, it's on. A, it's on a website that streams legally, um, and that's not even true anyway. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this album is absolutely fantastic. I remember hearing a while ago that. Um, sorry, the album is called Process. Um, I remember hearing a while ago that his, I think, kind of close to the end of last year, his mother died. And I'd heard that he's been working on this album for a, quite a while, since like 2014. Yeah. This is his first, like, his debut album. He's had yeah. a EP, I think, from 2013 called Duel. He's interesting in that, like, I, I didn't realise it was that long ago since the EP, but he's kind of... Yeah. It does feel a long time coming, this album, right? I mean, you've been it more is. kind of engaged with his stuff than me, but uh, not only has it been a name that has been floating around for quite a long time, but like uh, Blood On Me, the single, which I, is that on the album? Yes. So like that came out, what, like October last year? That maybe came no- out October, November? That, maybe, maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe even earlier than that. Like That's been out ages. Yeah. So that's like quite a long album trail. He's had, he's had three singles. Yeah, but released. I mean, that, that was the first one, wasn't that was it? The first, and that was... Yeah. That was ages ago, and I—I I mean, I adore that song. I think it's brilliant. It—it it really is, and they are all of the same level. Yeah. Like they are all so good. Like he's been championed by a lot of people. So everyone will probably know Sampha from Subtract. 
he's the kind of I wouldn't say driving force but he's the kind of um, constant in subtracts kind of yeah. tracks he's he's the vocalist on near enough all of them um, and he, he's got a very distinct voice and it's like he brings that across into his own work but he has this way with lyrics and writing that is on par with to me with somebody like Frank Ocean and the 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 um the instrumentals and all of that is kind of uh like it's like you've heard him on um I think Drake used uh too much a song of his from from um, Jewel. He's been on Solange. Like everyone wants him. Yep. He's he's working with more and more people. Everybody wants me. Everybody <laughs> wants me. And he's becoming this kind of musical phenomenon. Like he's slowly creeping up and becoming his own thing. Yeah, he's he's. I think becoming. You know the lazy comparisons, but. Uh, there's there seems to be a kind of crew of that kind of yeah. thing, and it's you know James Blake, The Weeknd, yeah. people like that. He's very much, and you know these are these are huge names within music now, and he's very much, I think from what I can tell, reaching and joining that level yeah. rapidly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, from what I've I've read, he's been working on this for a while, but. I'm sure I heard that his his mother died uh, last year, uh, unless what I was reading was slow, <laughs> But the album has so much that, and it's such a personal album. And you know how we talked about um, Law Carner and his album being quite personal, yep. and kind of like a look into his life. This was like looking into somebody's diary, like some like looking into somebody's life that they. They don't really want to shout out about, but they're really like... I mean, we're talking about a lot of musicians do similar things, but it's really heartfelt stuff. Like, there's this song on here which he released as a as a single, No One Knows Me Like My Piano. Um, that is hard to listen to and not kind of like feel exactly where it's coming from. Like, so, I wouldn't say tear up, but it's, it's, it's a... Relatable. Like a thought-provoking kind of song, yeah. yeah. It's it's, but it, it's also got these songs in it which are like big, heavy numbers. Like uh, I think it's "Reverse Faults," which is the song I'm probably going to play, and it's just kind of these these kind of subtracty style beats and like the the musicality in this is just like I honestly think this is going to be. It, you can't even say that even. This is going to be up there with... I already feel like it's going to be a favourite album. You can't say that. I yeah. feel how stupid... I, I know how stupid it is to say that, but it's... I don't know, you're a month in now. There's only 11 months to go. Yeah, I know. I mean, there's going to be a lot of stuff that comes out this year, but I I was looking forward to this. Yeah, and, and I think it's, um, you know... As listeners will have learnt by this stage, the things that really float your boat, the kind of smoothness of his vocal and that kind of... Mm that kind of production level and that kind of thing I but mean, it was one yeah. of your it was one of your uh, New Year's resolutions to not uh, listen to so much of that but I suppose when it's of this quality you can't do anything but yeah because I've been looking forward to this since I heard that he was kind of going solo yeah and I've always loved his voice and there's so many subtract songs that I kind of 
love and it's mainly down to his vocal um my favorite song which i'm not oh it's difficult cora sings is the one that i keep replaying like okay. it's just something else um well, in fact yeah i mean let's listen to that because i yeah. i don't think i know that song so it is just stunning like all this whole album takes you all over the place and it does it really well really professionally his voice is great the music's great I don't know who produced it, but they did a great job. And yeah, let's listen to Cora Sings. Sanford did a fucking good job. A mother needs a son, so she needs daddy. Oh, we don't have to talk, I just need you here. But if you go away, please don't dance with it. So hopefully you can understand just from that why I think this is going to be a great album. And I liked it. Sorry, but what do you mean you think you've heard it? <laughs> I think this is going to be this is a great album. Even yeah, um, for somebody as well who's so kind of can get invested in lyrics and stuff, uh, who I, I'm not quite like that. This is really one for you if you just yeah. go into it and really kind of click with yeah. it. I, everything I've heard, I've really liked, and I think um, although you compare it to well, not necessarily compare it to, but you say it's kind of I hate you in the same way that Frank Ocean, uh, which mm-hmm. I didn't really ever get into Childish Gambino, which I did, but it took me quite a long time. And also interestingly, it was quite like a short-lived um, passion for me. Like I, I still I love Redbone, yeah. but like the rest of the album, I had like a week where I was listening to it a lot. I, I still listen to that quite a lot. And it's kind of dropped out again, so I don't know. You know, we'll uh, wait and see what happens with that. But this, uh, I feel like there's just a bit more there for me. Like, even just that song you played then, that was the first time I'd heard it. And as it's playing, I'm saying, you know, what's that instrument? What's that instrument? And I, yeah. you know, I don't know anything about those kind of things. So There's a lot in this album. No, I'm just like... But I'm intrigued by so many layers to it and so much uh, different texture and different... Um, yeah, and the best thing about that is that every song kind of takes you somewhere. There are some slower songs, which I don't know if you'll quite feel, but they are the ones that are quite emotional, which hopefully you do get on board with. I mean, I, I can, you know, within the right context that I can uh, get into those kind of things. There's, yeah. you know, slower songs that I really, really love. It's it's when it's a whole album of it where I just zone out. I it's definitely know. not. That's why I yeah. think there's a very very good mix of everything. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. My I'm excited, highlight. and uh, unlike you, I'll be listening to it tomorrow legally. <laughs> <laughs> Done into a dinosaur, there, listeners. <laughs> So this week, mate, and in like the past few weeks, really, uh, yeah, I've been seeing a lot of festival lineups start to pop up and be announced, and it's starting to get me so excited for the summer. I don't know about you. I also am excited for the summer. I am also seeing lineups, and I am also <laughs> excited. Affirmative. I am. The lineups are coming out now. That's the. This is the major time to get Thick them all out and fast. Yeah. And there's just so much to choose from. Like, there's just such an insane amount of festivals these days. Yeah, although a lot that I know I won't be going to. 
Oh yeah, because you'll go to like maybe three max. Yeah. And there's about a million. So yeah. the majority you won't be going to. And it doesn't help that some of them are five thousand kilometres away. Really? Yeah. Kilometers. Yeah. Are you uh met- metric? Is kilometers metric? I don't or know. Is it the other one? But either way it's that <laughs> it's is far. definitely that. It's dead far away. <laughs> um but basically we thought, uh in the absence of any better ideas for this week's episode, we thought we'd talk about uh, festival season, it's time to book. Mm-hmm. Get booked. We're already booked into the world's greatest festival. Yeah. Last all. And we're already sort of unofficially kind of penciled in, just because we know we'll be there to Great Escape, the oh, world's yeah. greatest uh, in-city festival. The world's greatest escape. Yeah. I mean, they're the two best festivals in the world, and we'll be at both of them. And yeah. I feel like we might be at some others too. We're yeah. both working bucks this year, we can go wherever we want. <laughs> And they are all over the bloody world. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. For you, our listeners, this week we're going to talk about the lineups that we've seen that we think, oh my god, they're bloody brilliant. And if you're in the vicinity of it, you should get down there. ASAP Rocky. Uh, <laughs> Very so good. Nice, mate. Uh, so, so go on then, Dr. Geraldo. Dr. Harold Willywoo. <laughs> Come on. Listeners won't know, but you've taken this kind of stance of uh, important questionnaire type person. I look like... Uh, like the million pound question. I look like bloody Paxman right now. Yeah, exactly. I'm authoritative, but also completely relaxed within my environment. Absolutely, Don. Yeah. Um, right, so the first festival that I think people should get down to, and the one that um, is very recent in its lineup. Unveilment is Park Life. Oh, the people! Every time I've said Park Life today, Tim has done that. Apart from that time, it's like impossible not to. Yeah, although you didn't do it when I said it. You said that name. You didn't I said say Park Life. Life. I definitely did. Oh, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna. <laughs> A very delayed old the people. <laughs> It's impossible not to. And uh, before you go into it, I'm just so confused why Park Life, oh, the people, uh, is in Manchester. Yeah, I mean... Famously, I, the Britpop divide. Maybe we don't know something, like the park where it's at was called Park Life. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the, the thing is, firstly, the website. <laughs> really? Yeah, you just you, you know when you go to a website and you just want to know the lineup, but you've got to go through all the things and clear yeah. lineup and blah. Park Life, you click it, Front and line center. up's right there. Boof. That's exactly what I want to see. Bing, bang, bang. That's a festival that knows what it's doing. Yeah. Um, so, some of its headliners. One I don't agree with. <laughs> so, the 1975 are oh. on the first day, with it looks like Boy Better Know. <laughs> Second day, Tribe Quest, and then after them, Frank Ocean. This is making me consider going to Manchester for the weekend. This is making Harry consider going above Watford for the first time in his entire life. I've been to bloody... Do you know, the furthest north I've been is Wolverhampton. <laughs> to get Eddie? No, that was to, just a friend's thing. Yeah. yeah. Eddie was from the Midlands though, wasn't he? He was, although he was closer to Wales, like a little bit further. Eddie's way. Harry's dog, by the way. Or former dog. <laughs> My ex-dog. Um... <laughs> There are some really fucking good names in this. You've got Two Door Cinema Club, Cole Cox, London Grammar, Flying Lotus. Hey, why are you laughing at London Grammar? Because <laughs> were you trying to say Carl Cox? Yeah. You definitely said Cold Cox. 
Cold cocks. <laughs> you got cold cocks. <laughs> I know it's Manchester, mate, but <laughs> chilly up there. You can have a cold cock. You've got little dragon Wiley Sampha himself. Uh, Miramasa. I mean, we're looking down here, further down. You, Lorcana, Jaguar Mar. It's just beaming with talent. It sounds and great. People that I would love to see as well. And interestingly, um, quite a uh, I don't know what the what a lazy word to use, but like an urban kind of feel to it. There's dance music, hip hop, that kind of thing, yeah. more so than you know a lot of the smaller scale inner city um, festivals. They're kind of indie festivals, yeah. I think. I suppose because the whole festival thing kind of came from like Glastonbury, Isle of Wight, like Woodstock, that kind of thing. You kind of associate it more with bands. So something like that, which is quite heavily focused on uh, hip hop and stuff like that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. The, the, the sad thing is that one of the choices that I haven't got on here is Lovebox because they haven't released a lineup yet. But they also have Frank Ocean headlining on the Friday. Now, I really want to see him and I heard that he's doing two UK festivals now that means that's two, which also means he might not be at Glastonbury, which saddens me, because you would think a guy like him would play the biggest British festival. You would think that. You would think that. You, you? would think that. I think that, and yeah. I think everyone would think that, right? And it, it, it's a little bit sad. We haven't got the any lineups yet. Let's talk about that very quickly. The, but it's cool that he's playing. He's playing can, some. I mean, Glastonbury. It, it gets to be the most aloof. Festival because you buy a ticket, yeah. Because you, you don't know what is happening. Yeah, but because you're just going to Glastonbury, it, yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. I know they I know. they have absolutely no. And whatever happens, it'll be a great lineup. Oh, and it, it's yeah, just sad. Just a, a billion people play that. But um, I think uh, obviously you know for you personally, it is a shame that he's not at Glastonbury. But just great that he's playing don't two, know, but or probably not at Glastonbury. But it's great that he's playing two UK festivals because yeah. You know, uh, London and Manchester. As you well. know, like this time last year, um, it would have been brilliant to have seen Kendrick come over and play a couple of UK festivals, and he wasn't really here last summer. No, I think so, the year before he played yeah. Reading, right? I think the year before that, even really, that could be wrong. But he, he's definitely probably played a Pimper Butterfly year. So no, because no, I think that I think oh, maybe, but anyway, it's just great that he's coming over. Yeah, because for us. You know, we obviously uh, spend a lot of time engaged with like the American music scene, but often the big stars they kind of it's a bit of a fleeting visit that we get. Yeah, I mean, two festivals isn't exactly a long old tour, is it? But <laughs> no, but yeah. Um, one person I'm interested in or would like to see, just because of recent times, um, some of you will know that Flying Lotus is bringing out or has brought out a movie called Kuso. Um, I think it's called Kuso. It's called Kuso. Uh, I think it's Japanese for shit. Um, Why doesn't that surprise me? Yeah, right. So, I showed you this trailer. What do you think? Um, I was... <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> it's I, difficult, isn't it? I was at once intrigued and absolutely disgusted. I thought, in terms of purely a kind of um, recognisable aesthetic... Uh, I thought it had something slightly different and unique yeah. about it. Like there was, in particular, there was like a yellow and pink, like striped furry thing, and yeah. like things like that. You kind of just look at it and think that's an interesting thing to look at. But then, 
just a lot of one of the most disturbing and yeah. veins and, and thi- like stuff going on. Like one grime. of the weirdest weirdest things for me is this: there's this scene at the be- very beginning of the trailer of this weird like masked like man's kind of saying something into a phone, and it it puts me off. It's yeah. really weird, but I, I I really want to see it. I think that I just as uh, the same I am, as I am with music in that I want to hear something that I've never really heard before. Yeah, I kind of want to see something that I've never seen before too. And I looked at that and I thought, I've never seen this film before. Like, <laughs> I don't think this has been a film before. Yeah, right. So like, I kind of want to watch it for that. But at the same time, I don't know that I'll watch it and enjoy it. And he's got a lot of like, a lot of music in it that he loves. Yeah, I mean that that was quite cool. It. In in the trailer, um, it said like featuring music from. And there's a, a huge list and like yeah. Apex Twin and stuff like that. Like, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I, I like it's that. Like a mass, a... It might be like a massive music video. Yeah, and I like that music was put front and center. That's yeah, really, exactly. really exciting to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to play one of his songs because I'm not going to play Frank Ocean's song. Um, let's play "Get in There," and I, it features um, Nikki Randa. So, so get in there, my son. So get in there, my son. <laughs> to your first pick Tim so my first pick is one that happens right in the heart of England London Birmingham uh, no it's in London it's called Field Day it's at Victoria Park which uh, is in Bow I believe which is kind of slightly East London yeah I know that like if you're born within the sound of Bow Bells you're officially a Cockney so it's it's like in between it's Cockney Heartland right centre and yeah And it's one of those kind of interesting ones where it's kind of a succession of one day things so that there's a lineup for the Friday, there's a lineup for the Saturday. But like across across the weekend, there are an incredible amount of bands that we love and have played on this band. On this band? We're a band now, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) On this podcast uh, playing. So... One of the ones that intrigues me the most is a band called Fourth Wanderers, who, uh, they were my musical highlight of the week a right. number of weeks ago, but a really just kind of random little, you know, similar to my musical highlight this week, yeah. kind of a little indie band from America. Um, but on that day, that's the Saturday, uh, and you've got Whitney, you've got the OCs, uh, you've got uh, Muramasa, who seems to just be everywhere, uh, you've got King Gizzard, you've got loads, you know, that kind of stuff. I think Saturday's kind of like the indie day. Yeah. Last year, I remember them being quite a kind of psych scene. Yeah, I think it, I think it is that. And, um, you know, other festivals do that to a, maybe not quite ex- such as an extreme extent, but they kind of, there's always like a hip hop day, an indie day, and then like a big day where you just get like <laughs> the biggest names you can. And the big day. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I've heard a lot of really good things about Field Day. I've never been. Have you? No, I went to Underage Festival. Oh, did you? 
Underage Festival was my very first festival, which means I was probably 16 or 17. Yep. And it is in the same place, and they kind of keep all the, like, tents and stages up, and I think it's the day before or, like, the final, the day after um, field day or something like that. Okay. So what... It was a weird one. I saw the the XX there. Did you? I saw the XX, I saw uh, Pigeon Detectives, I think. Great. Um, so what? What's the atmosphere like? Was it the horrors I saw? Really? Yeah, it was. It was a decent festival. It's just they kind of they have this place ready, and they think young people want to see good music. So they I mean, I, I, I really like that. Concept. There's some shit there as well. Who is the? Um, it was um, Patrick Wolf. I think he like was like close to headlining or something I mean I adore Patrick and the Wombats as well it was it was decent it's, it, I mean the lineup sounds great yeah. I'm just trying to obviously I've been to Reading so that is to many extents and purposes mm. a underage festival but like what is a festival where like because I remember Kids, really, yeah. I remember it starting once I was already over 18 so it was like even if the lineup was good, I literally wasn't allowed in. What does an under 18s festival feel like? Is it like a school playground? Mm, I Are people drunk? Mm, I wouldn't say so because a lot of people were over 18. I was very, very close. I think I was six months away from it. It was the final year that I could go, I think. But I remember a lot of people. It, I remember I hadn't been to a festival before because I didn't really know. But I remember there being adults there and like kind of. The grown-ups. Almost 20-year-olds and stuff like that. It did yeah. seem like grown-ups by then. So, yeah, it, it people, they're pretty much letting anyone in. But a festival with no drink. It didn't seem like a festival. It was like a little park. Yeah. Fate, almost. But with, really? like, good bands and stuff. It's so just it the fact really that tame. you go there, you turn up at, like, 11 a.m. And then you leave at, like, 8 or 9 p.m. or something. Oh, it's very... It's lovely. It's adorable. Yeah. I mean, I think... I think I, I lift home as well. <laughs> I've always liked the idea of there being, like, uh, in Brighton, like, a indie night or a club night where, like, bands play to under 16s. They do it in Kingston where I used to live. Um, Banquet Records, they will they have this thing called New Slang, so they bring a different band every Thursday to Kingston to play, and you get really big acts. You get... Um, basically, anyone who's bringing out a record... But mm. really ridiculously big acts have played it. Like Bling One Eighty Two played it for God's sake in like this rubbish little club in Underage. But they'll play so their normal shows at like ten o'clock. But they'll play like a I think a seven o'clock kind of one for six for sixteen plus. Mm. So you get like sixteen to eighteen year olds and no adults are allowed in. And it's like I think it's great. I think it's brilliant to encourage young people to really get into that kind of music and mm. have that gig experience without having to deal with you know, off their face, 25-year-olds knocking them about. and Yeah. You know, brilliant. Yeah. I, I really love the idea of that. But that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is Field Day. And uh, one of the bands that are playing there that I want to kind of highlight and play on this show is Sing Kane, who are a band I've loved for a really long time. I saw them in London back when I lived there, so maybe nearly two years ago. And just funky, smooth, soulful, kind of summery, brilliant vibes. They had like a, not quite like a full band behind, but like a little bit of a brass section when I saw them. Um, Yeah, maybe like, I'm going to say like eight or nine piece bands. So they had guitar player, bass player, drums, vocals, and then like a brass section. 
and it was brilliant and just you kind of just bounce around to it and I I can't think of anything better than I mean fingers crossed for field day fingers crossed it's a summer day in London and mm. not just a drizzly June day in London but like uh, in a park in the middle of one of the greatest cities in the world listening to Sincane and just dancing like that sounded like a dream and that's on the Saturday which is also like the indie day so yeah OCs, Whitney those kind of people they will also be there um, so I'm going to play a song from their first albums in Kane. I, from what I understand they're going to have another album out by the time that we get to this festival which is also really exciting mm-hmm. it's one of the releases I'm really really looking forward to this year uh, but this is called How We Do and although you don't think you know it Harry you do know it because I play it a lot before we record really? yeah interesting so let's have a cheeky little listen and then we'll go on to your next pick was Sinkane and I'm really sorry listeners I uh, made a fool of myself and a fool and a fool of you all for having to listen to my nonsense uh, it's called How We Be not How We Do <laughs> I mean who knows grammar is clearly not anyone in this situation's strong suit uh, it's How We Be it's Sinkane they're playing at field day tickets are available now get down there uh, boom boom I don't know why we've done that so, festival pick number two, Harry. Right. Where are you taking us and why? I'm taking us to, firstly, one of the one of the best named uh, festivals I know. Secondly, a lovely country. I know some people from there. Beautiful. It's not America. Oh, it's not? No. It's, uh, it is Australia. Good day, mates. And I knew that Australia had some good good festivals because there's loads of bands especially in the recent years that have kind of come from Australia it's the literal global hotbed of psych absolutely Um, the festival is called Splendour in the Grass in the Grass I don't know how to say Splendour properly Splendour Splendour I, I, I would say Splendor. Splendor, but I'd say Splendor. As I'm reading it, I'm like Splendor in the grass. Splendor, you slags. So Splendor in the grass. It is absolutely chock a block with brilliant artists. Okay, take like, us take us through some. Who who's at Splendor? There's almost too many, but I'll, I'll go through the kind of Splendor. Uh, so you've got the Strokes headlining. You've got the Cure. Flume, Avalanches, James Blake, Band of Horses, Seager Ross, Santi Gold, Jake Bug, Leon Bridges, uh, The Kills, uh, nah, I don't know, years and years, Crystal Fighters, <laughs> Tegan and Sarah. Uh, then you get further down, you think you're done, and then it's Michael Kiwanuka, Jaguar Mar, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, from Australia, I believe. Uh, the Internet, just a huge amount of bands like the, when I read off these 
it's uh, it reminds me of reading off big festival lists like when you get to yeah, Reading and you're getting very far down and you're still naming people that are like yeah. top played in your, your your iPhone or whatever there is a massive amount here I don't oh Boo Seeker as well I don't know if this is um, kind of uh, Australia's biggest festival because they have quite a few um, it says here North Byron Parklands that will mean something to people but to me that means nothing <laughs> so it's it's in Australia that's as much as I know it's cool though there's this uh, picture I've just found it reminds me of the park stage it's got a big hill going oh up. it looks hilly it looks very hilly but it I looks like Hillary hill. Clinton over there mate oh alright <laughs> there's a thing here that says it says the weather I don't know much about Australian weather hot well, that's the thing. Ninety percent of the time, hot. I've got a friend that I work with who's from Australia, and she says there's places in Australia that can have snow, rainfall, and boiling heat in the same day. So I've just checked this bit. It says that's bullshit. It says the weather. It's complicated. Like any coastal location, the weather can be somewhat unpredictable. Which means it says beanies, warm jackets, cozy socks, and something weatherproof. Australia isn't as hot as you think, apparently. You are gobsmacked, Mate, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I, I'm just pulling all sorts. I didn't sorts. know they had wool in that. Well, they... You didn't know they had wool? <laughs> Obviously, I did. But woolly jumpers in Australia, you wouldn't I mean, I'm it. pulling all sorts of faces, listeners. I don't oh. know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the image in my head that was an Australian festival has just been shattered into mm. a bazillion pieces. Do you think it's kind of like dusty and like... Because I, I know there's I just a imagine big the band part. on the top of Air's rock and everyone else yeah. just in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> I do know that like the majority of Australia is like that, but I think as soon as you get to the outskirts, the coastal areas, then you get a bit more variation. Like in the middle and like the what is it called, the outback. I don't want to say too much about the country. I don't know anything about. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Australia is notoriously warm. But I'm surprised at that. They're like, bring no your wellies. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> you don't know it. You don't. I've just left England. Well, I'm not putting wellies on. I got a lift home from from my friend the other day, and she oh, said... Really? No. It's just a lift, is this, this has been your musical And she story? said, you haven't seen a proper rainstorm. And I was like, no, we have. We're from England. We've seen a proper rainstorm. She's like, no, you really haven't. And I was like, I don't know. I haven't seen yours, so I'm not going to comment any further, but... But don't try that. But yeah, apparently. It's the only thing we've got, mate. (laughs) We do rain well. There's a lot of people going to this that I would love to play right now. I'm going to pick one. I don't believe I've played them before. There's a high chance I have because, you know, that's life. But I'm going to play... That's life. That's life. I'm going to play Girl by the internet. Okay, so my second pick is one of uh, these festivals that I just hear about every single year and I've never been to. Um, 
partly because it's a secret. Uh, <laughs> no one's invited me in. Uh, but <laughs> it's Secret Garden Party, which um, is meant to be this kind of like cool little indie thing that it all takes place in like woods and like there's all these kind of um, you know, amazing little displays and like. A it's a bit of, like uh, wilderness. If you yeah, a wilderness. lot of like, yeah, exactly like that. It's kind of a lot of alternative entertainment as well as uh, kind of well-known bands yeah. playing, and it's it's just notoriously kind of um, I don't know what the word is like, just enchanting and like miraculous. Like it's meant to just be this thing that kind of fills your soul with joy, and like. Uh, I know I've got friends who have been there and come back like full of positivity. Whereas when I come back from a festival, I'm just dirty on an, and on a massive come down. Mm. Like that's, that's my experience of coming home from a festival. And these people come home really, really happy. So I feel like this must be a magical place. It sounds to me like a Jake Tramar festival. I don't think Jake Tramar's ever been. Really? I feel like Shiv might have been. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. We have a friend called Shiv, I want everybody. Um, She's going to come on the podcast. We've been uh, negotiating with her for ages to come on the podcast. And, yeah. uh, we haven't finalised the deal yet. Yeah, we never follow through on it, but Shiv will come on at some stage. Um, but anyway, uh, so this is in a place called Abbott's Ripton, which is maybe the most English place name ever. It's a posh name, isn't it? Yeah. It's slightly north of Cambridge, so it's not quite in the north really? of England, but what you would consider the north of England. <laughs> Fuck. It's basically Scotland. It's in Scotland. Um, but yeah, I think it's been going for quite a long time by this stage, and I feel like we're missing out. We are, but I always... I never look into it every year. I hear about every... You're right, and every year I hear about it, and I hear good things. But it's it's one that I... Is it is it just the name Secret Garden Party? Or is there some secrecy about it? No, I mean, I think Garden Party is still um, part of it. I think the fact that it's secret is less so because... Uh, it's tickets. famous and you can buy a ticket. <laughs> yeah. It's not invite only. Yeah. Um, I mean, that'd be great. But it, it regularly wins, uh, you know, on Six Music, on Enemy, on those things, it regularly wins the Best Small Festival Award. Yeah. And I think they like, um, you know, obviously, uh, the more notoriety these kind of festivals get, the bigger they can yeah. potentially grow. And I think, from what I understand, Secret Garden Party kind of uh, deliberately stays not small because I think about 20,000 people go yeah. but like within a certain size it's like this is that's funny I was going to say do you think we missed the time when the festival has stayed at that kind of small size I I think I and again I'm kind of speculating but I feel like I heard the organisers of Secret Garden Party on Six Music last year saying that like if they um, expanded it any more than they already have they feel it would lose the magic of mm. what the event is. You know, they're obviously doing well. Like, you put on a festival to a certain number of people, if they all turn up, they'll pay their money. You can afford to put it on and you're making a bit of a profit, presumably. Mm. And why not maintain it? I think, although it's a huge amount of people, I think Glastonbury does that to an extent. Because, like, Glastonbury could sell twice as many tickets as they do and put on twice as many stages if they really wanted to. Mm. And it's not quite the same scale, but I guess you have to, at a certain point, make a judgment of they what it is that you're putting spot, off. Yeah. They, yeah. And I think, um, 
you know, Secret Garden has much smaller than Glastonbury, but like, mm. it's the same kind of thing. Uh, so there's loads and loads and loads of good people playing here. Uh, Crystal Fighters are there. Metronomy. Uh, we've got Wild Beasts, Peaches, Jaguar Market. Jaguar Market seem to keep yeah. popping up everywhere as well. Uh, my first ever teenage love, Kate Nash, is going to be there. Uh, Deep Valley, who we've spoke about before on the podcast. Uh, Toothless are there. Uh, Laurel, who I think we've played before as well. Like Quite a lot of great acts, but the one I'm going to play is, again, I mean, I'm following like a, a theme with my selections this week. But it's just because when I when I think of festivals, all I want to do is just be joyous and happy and fun. Like they're always the people I come home having enjoyed the most from every festival. And this particular act, I've never seen them before. And but I've seen loads of bands that they are one of their biggest influences. Um, you all know I'm a huge uh, two tone fan and specifically a specials fan. Uh, but all those kind of bands, you know, Madness, Selector, The Beat, all these people, absolutely love Toots and the Maze House. They are one of the most iconic acts, maybe ever. Um, and they are one of the headliners at Secret Garden Party this year. And I, again, I just can't think of anything better than watching Toots, man. Mm. Like, in the summer, in a secret garden, we having missed... a party. yeah. Sorry, when is that festival? Yeah, we, we should have been saying this all along, right? Uh, it's from the 20th to the 23rd of July, 2017. Right. Uh, yeah. It's not too far away from us. It's totally attainable. We should be there. And we should be watching Toots. And just to give us a little sample of everything that we maybe will be there for. I feel like this is maybe like... Um, sparked our interest more than the others we've spoken about so far Uh, so I think I'm going to play Pressure Drop Should. This is one that has excited me big time. You showed me this one a while ago. I think you sent me. I know you sent me something. I did. I sent you a screenshot of the lineup because. Right. It's. Uh, well, I'll let, I'll let you tee up. Alright. So, a guy I've mentioned before is playing on the Friday and he's headlining, and that is Frank Ocean. Before that is Solange. On the same day, you've got Tyler the Creator, MGMT, Girl Talk. You have Tame Impala, Alt-J, Bell and Sebastian, Jaguar Mar again. <laughs> they are playing, they're doing a lot of, like, yeah. travelling. Uh, you've got Vince Staples, Mitski. And then the last day, you've got Nine Inch Nails and then A Tribe Called Quest headlining. Justice, Glass Animals, Cashmere Cat, Angel Olsen. This is already catching my eye. It's unbelievable. And then I tell you where it is. Our dream location for a festival. It's in New York City. Not even New York State, Islands Park. It's not even New York State, mate. It's New York actual city. It's in New York City, which oh, is my, my days. absolute dream. 
And the fact that there's a festival with that many huge artists. I don't know if this happened last year. I don't know if this is a new festival or not. This sounds like just something I need to be at. Yeah. And I even told Tim earlier, I might have a new job soon and I might have more money than I do now, which is a very small amount. I am going. <laughs> if I if I get that job, if I get this job, I'm going to this. Yeah, because so I've never not. I haven't been to New I probably won't, but I haven't been to New York yet and it's just something I want to do. If you're from there, by the way, you could put me up. Lovely. Yeah. Um Me too. Yeah. Tracks Row is coming to your house. <laughs> you. We'll do a podcast live from your house, you can be a guest. Absolutely. We'll do you our new borrow blue on you. It's a deal. Um This is this is the dream for me. Yeah. This is the lineup I want. I mean I, I literally and obviously as we say, it's both of our dream venue, but I can't, if I like just got to conjure up out of nowhere, like the dream thing for you specifically. Yeah. I feel like there's not many people who I would put on the bill who aren't ready on that bill. There's there's no other location I would pick. Like like a park in New York. Like it's, it's just too much for you. Like I would spend the whole time just looking around me I think, <laughs> I think if you were there, you'd have to ventilate. <laughs> I don't want I, don't, you... I need to see where the location is, because I don't know. Oh, it's it great. Actually. Have you no, seen it? Yeah, it's so good. Because it's like, there's loads of massive... It's a kind of like Central Park kind of thing, because the, 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 the thing like... that I love about that is that you're in a park, and you look around, and there's... Yeah, but it's a bit like that. It's like quite, quite in New York City. Oh. It looks so good. I didn't know there was such a big open space in New York. I just didn't... No, I thought you know, we're, you know, we're silly Brits who've never been, so kind of we're um, oblivious to what happens there. Yeah. You know, we know that there's like Hyde Park in London, but we just assume in you know, New York there's loads of buildings, there's no space yeah. there. Uh, <laughs> we don't know what's going on. We're silly, but yeah, I, I mean, I would worry for your uh, health if you were actually there because I don't think your like heart could take it. I don't think I'll come back. The amount of happiness that being there, I think you just drop dead. It is a lot of things I love in one. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of other things that I would want there to really, like, kill me off. But Arsenal playing? No. <laughs> They're not even up there. Like, seriously, I love New York and these these musicians more than that. Yeah. Maybe. Quite something. Um... Yeah, the, the the reason why it's my number one pick is just because of all of those things. It's very personal to me. Yeah, I don't know why we've talked about it so many times about why we have this um, very romantic view of New York, but you know, it's that kind of move, almost like an end of a movie kind of sequence. Yeah, I think you just a, imagine like yeah. an atmosphere and a. You know, it's something that they kind of deliberately project in terms of like a hope, and but also like. I don't know. It just feels exciting and vibrant, and yeah, we've got American listeners. We've got yeah. listeners from New York who might be thinking it's just your average day out, mate, to calm down. Yeah, but <laughs> but then event, you know, it it flips the other way because when we go to London, we're not fussed. Yeah, I don't and like for London. so many people around the world. It's like the the ultimate destination. So like I would just love to go see London. Yeah, and it's like oh, 
<laughs> Whereas I'm possibly London, right? I might be getting a job in London, and you're like, maybe you want to live in London. I, like, I don't want to live in London. Yeah, I hate London. <laughs> and I like, I'm like, I lived in London. I'm down with London. It's fucking <laughs> shit, mate. <laughs> so, yeah, American, well, not just American people, but a lot of people would just love London. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, I'm like, just can't be asked, mate. Busy and shit. Yeah, pigeons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's probably what Americans say right now. Exactly. Going. That's the sad thing. I know I'm going to go there and be like, oh. It's not magic. No, I don't think you will. Really? Because I think... I mean, maybe if you move there, you start to, like, uh, yeah. feel those things. But, like... Um, although I didn't... I didn't love it. But, like, going to, like, Paris or somewhere like that, like, it feels magical yeah. in its own way. Um, so I don't... I don't think... It, and I'm just, like, the... just It's just the dream of it. It's just the dream of it. And, like... Everywhere you go in New York, you must just see something you've seen out of a movie. Like, yeah. Do you know one of my favourites on my internet history thing? Or whatever I don't want to know, mate. <laughs> one of the things that I've like, tagged for the, like, the last three years is where to go that has been in the series of Louis. Yeah. And there's like this random pizza place and like where he goes for walks and stuff. Yeah. And I've got them all jotted out on this map. And you're I want to go to them all. You're a weirdo, mate. I know. But I totally get it at the same time. You would definitely go to those places. Get some weird pizza where he, where the Louis I can't eat pizza, is. but... Get some cheeseless pizza. Yeah. Give, Louis, me, Louis, Louis. give me some tomato bread and I'll <laughs> sing... Louis, 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 you're gonna die! Um, so one of the artists I'm going to play is, funnily enough, little known to me... Um, I've only heard this name in kind of like recently. I think I just saw it on YouTube. I saw an, uh, a video for this song. It's Isaiah Rashad. Um, the song is Ford or Squaw. I don't know what it means. You've turned into me with pronunciations at this stage. Because Isaiah is quite a hard uh, name to say, and I don't know if it's right or not. And yeah. try and read that. No, Ford oh, or no, I saw it earlier. Yeah, it's yeah I don't know. For... for for the squall. That's the song I'm going to play. And it's cool. It's like um, that song I showed you that Chance did with somebody else uh, a while ago. That kind of nice um, flow that it had. This is kind of catches me in the same way. And he's playing at this. So, going to play this. Nice. For the school. If I can pay my bills, I'm good. I'm coming over. Found a message in my brother. Your son is coming up. By the bill, by ill, by boo. What you already saying? You ain't nothing but a baby. Your fear is growing up. Listen here, I say my dude. And what you call it? It was heaven at the bottom. And peace from throwing up. By the bill, by ill, by boo. What you already saying? I say a Rashad there. Keep an eye on him. He's going to be big soon. Okay. Uh, right, your final pick. Yep. So we're going to go from a place that is very special in your heart yeah. to a place that is very special in my heart. Uh, you might love New York, but listeners, I'm from the original York. Yeah. That's where I was raised. Old York. Uh, York in the north of England, uh, the most beautiful city on the planet, and uh, it's from the most beautiful county in England, Yorkshire, and there is a festival in Yorkshire, which is called Deer Shed. 
festival, which I'd never heard of until we were doing research for this ep. And I'm just like totally excited by the lineup that I'm seeing for this mm. thing. I feel like it's a tiny little thing. It's in uh, it's on the fringes of Baldersby Park. And it says, that is wild. It says that in their little own description of themselves. It says, a place where nature has been left to its own devices for many, many years. We thought it might be nice to let you experience it. Build dens, learn about its diverse plants and trees, and essentially get away from it all. But there are parts of this wild space that are not so hospitable. That are home to all sorts of creatures. Locals even talk of a witch, but we've never seen her. This is the kind of nonsense that goes on in Yorkshire. <laughs> it sounds like it would be the worst festival ever, potentially. Mm. But massive, massive acts are playing this. So you've got like legendary acts like Teenage Fan Club, uh, massive, massive old indie band. Then like the Divine Comedy, we both knew that name earlier, and then when we were yeah. prepping it. So like it's one of those names that you kind of know but you don't know. Yeah. Then we were listening earlier, like trying to work out who they were. Do we know them? The song National Express is just like a full on like yeah. you just couldn't help yourself but like just singing it. You wouldn't turn it off. I was like, look, look at this song for the for the for this and pick then, I'm doing. And you're like, no, we're just gonna finish this one first. Like, we're gonna cue it. We'll cue it after this. We have to listen to the whole of National Express by the Divine <laughs> Comedy. But there's not just like those kind of. Um, like throwback acts, you've got like Honey Blood, Cabbage, Teleman, Hooten Tennis Club, uh, She Drew the Gun, like a lot of kind of up and coming acts too, coming to play this random little thing that I've never heard of in my entire life from the 21st to the 23rd of July in North Yorkshire. Mm. Not only the most beautiful county in England, but the most beautiful direction, area of that county, because I'm from North Yorkshire. If I came from there, then it must be great. Um, so get down to uh, the Deer Shed Festival 8. The band that I'm going to play from this is Honeyblood. It's a song that we've um, played quite a lot on our like prep sessions previously, yeah. but it's never actually made it onto the podcast. It's got this really cool video uh, where there's like the band playing and then there's this girl who like starts to... I can't even really describe oh, it, but you yeah, know that you yeah, know the yeah. one I mean. And she has the weird alien head at the end. Yeah, yeah. she like grows an alien head. Yeah, it's really weird, but quite cool. Um, the song is Sea Hearts, and again, uh, a bit like my uh, musical heart of the week. Actually, it's just like a really, really, really catchy indie tune that you just kind of, you sort of when the last chorus goes through, you kind of think I'd quite like to hear that again. Yeah, um, it's great, and. That's all I've really got to say. So this is Honey Blood with Sea Hearts. Sipping tequila after dark. Was it that gave us a head start? The world is a play park. And I'm crossed arms with my lucky charm. Wild child and cherry bizarre. Running down the aisles of life. Sparkle bizarre. Not a kid. I'm going to be honest with you listeners, as much as I love talking to you, as much as this is my favourite moment of the week, 
this recording session has gone really late. <laughs> so I'm absolutely delighted that it's over. I'm knackered. Yeah. Uh, Without I, any of you knowing, um, between every song, we've had about 20 minutes where we have just And we started about really things. late. We started really late this week, listeners. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, three minutes to 12 right now. And I've got a half eight meeting tomorrow. So I'm going to wrap this up really quickly. I've been Tim. I've been Harry. This has been Tracks. Uh, you've been our beautiful listeners, as always. We love you for it. And this week, we're going to take you out with a song that absolutely sums it up. Uh, some of you might recognise it from the motion picture Frank. <laughs> <laughs> the motion picture. Yeah, I've gone official. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, the, the climax of one of my favourite films ever. Yeah. Um, it's Michael Fassbender plays Frank Sidebottom in kind of an adaptation of real life, I think. Um, it's written by John Ronson, the original book. The film's amazing. And the song is called I Love You All. And it's by Frank and the Serenoproops. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> I don't I'm know not going to try it. I don't know even how to say it. Serenoproops. <laughs> but the point is, uh, we love you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, and we'll see you next week. We will. For episode 47. Oh, we're closing in. <laughs> Valentine's Day next week. Oh, we... <laughs> uh, lovely. Nice one. See you later, guys. Bye-bye. Yeah.